Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Multi-Site Masters podcast. This is the podcast series that explores the art of leading and growing multi-site businesses, especially in the hospitality and retail sectors. So my name is Lee Sheldon and I'll be your host for today's episode. I'm also co-founder of the MMU Training and Development Consultancy, in which we're dedicated to helping managers achieve consistent operational excellence, leading to sustained superior performance. So in this week's episode, I'm going to be interviewing Krista Koch, CEO of a Canadian pub and restaurant company called Hudson's, Canada's Pub. During the course of my discussion with Chris, we're going to be exploring a number of themes, including the mission and value of Hudson's and why these matter so much to him and his team. How Hudson's defined the ultimate guest experience as happy at any hour, the four pillars that support the delivery of this awesome guest experience, and how they've built a culture that ended up being summarized actually as one of their three core values, where everyone is treated as family. So welcome everyone to another episode of the Multi-Site Masters podcast. And once again, we're going international. Last time it was the heat of Dubai. This time it's a slightly cooler climate of Alberta in Canada uh, and Edmonton to be precise. And I'm delighted today to be joined by Krista Cox, CEO of Hudson's. Now, many of you may not have heard of Hudson's, but I think this is an inspirational brand. Uh, in the interest rather of transparency, I had the, uh, the joy of working with Chris and the team just over a year ago, and many of the things that we will talk about today absolutely left an indelible impression on my memory, but in particular, the values that uh, Hudson's and Chris and his team live by, which we'll talk about, one of which is this idea of we treat everyone like family. And as someone who came into the family, so to speak, as an external so, so a contractor, support, and being made to feel like family uh, on arrival, if you like, into the country and into the business really made me feel that this was a brand that lived its values. So not wanting to put too much expectation on you, Chris, but I think our listeners today are going to really enjoy hearing about the brand that you've created. So first of all, welcome to Chris. Hello. Hello. Thanks, Lee. And uh, yeah, excited to be here and uh, Really enjoyed uh, having you come down and uh, spend some time with us and help us along in our journey. Marvelous. Well, I certainly enjoyed that. Let's let's go straight into it. But first of all, maybe if you could give us a little bit of an introduction to yourself and the kind of your career to date, what kind of roles you've done. Yeah, I, I, I started out, uh, one of my first jobs was as a, a busboy, um, cleaning tables and washing dishes. And uh, stayed in the hospitality industry um, part-time as I went through university um, and uh, I, I did a short short stint as a public health inspector and uh, with government so uh, you know understanding the back cleanliness of restaurants and whatnot um, and then I ended up uh, doing a few other things but uh, my, my next major role was uh, working for Sobeys which is uh, it, it, it's uh, right now would be the second largest grocer in Canada. Um, they have uh, units across Canada. I worked for corporate Sobeys for three years and I did a number of different roles there. Um, from there, I transitioned um, and uh, ended up getting an opportunity to create uh, what was today Hudson's. And because I had had lots of hospitality experience along the way, um, as well as sort of back end and the corporate structure, uh, allowed me to come in and, and uh, create 
what was today Hudson's um, wasn't obviously by myself. There was a number of team uh, members that were part of it, but I, I led it. And at the time in Canada, we had, you know, we had lots of Irish pubs, English pubs, but we didn't have a Canadian pub. And there's th things that were specific to a Canadian pub that weren't available in other pubs at the time. And that was um, TVs, we wanted chicken wings, we wanted to actually have dancing and, and a DJ and this whole thing, but built into a very pub atmosphere. And so this is what we set out to create and uh, what is today Canada's pub. And so it sounds like your career has absolutely been a hospitality and retail through and through. You've talked about Hudson's and you gave us a little insight there in terms of, you know, TVs, the chicken wings, which, by the way, are awesome. And the, the music, the dancing, etc. What if you, in a sentence, can you kind of describe what Hudson stands for? Uh, for Hudson's, I mean, our, our for what we want it to stand for is Canada's pub. And that's to be recognized as the quintessential Canadian pub experience. And your vision, talk to us about that and your purpose. Well, for us, for us, uh, you know, our vision, as, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, is to be recognized as um, the quintessential Canadian pub. And uh, for, for what that means for us is when you walk in, it's not Mounties and Beavers and all that gimmicky stuff. <laughs> it is walking in and knowing that you're in a Canadian pub because of the friendly service, that you actually feel like part of the family um, when you come in there, that we know your name. Um, and we put in a ton of time, energy and processes in order to try and create that. Um, and then, you know, for, for our brand, one of the things that we are, are really important for us is this whole concept of happy at any hour. We do a great lunch business. We do a great uh, happy hour business, a great dinner business. Um, but we also do this great late night uh, business on Friday, Saturdays, where we transform. And this whole transformative um, portion of the brand is something that we take really seriously and uh, is something that we've spent a lot of time and energy um, doing from zone sound systems to zone lighting to processes and procedure with our staff on how to do this transition and ultimately no matter what time you come in to a hudson's we want you to be happy at any hour that transformation and i've seen it happen is is quite awesome to behold and for me that's one of the things that absolutely stood out about hudson's from a, from a customer's perspective and the offer is yeah okay i can get chicken wings now probably in most restaurants and most pub restaurants i can get a similar kind of offer but that ability to turn it into a party on a friday and a saturday night is something that feels really really unique and again is that one of the things that you were really striving to achieve when you say you wanted the quintessential canadian pub experience Yep, for sure. Absolutely. Okay, so talk to us a little bit more about your values. I mean, I mentioned one, we treat everyone like family. Tell us what the others are, but also how did you arrive at them? Why do they matter so much to you? Well, we, uh, you know, our three values are treat everyone like family, um, you know, keep it simple and uh, giving everybody the opportunity to do their best. And um, I'm sure many people have and some people haven't, but we, we went through a number of different renditions of our values we've been around for 15 years and over that 15 years um we we do the big focus groups we do this we do that and um we went through the whole thing and one of the ones that kept coming up is this whole thing on family and the family one was for some reason at a corporate level we didn't 
want to embrace it and uh, for a number of different reasons but what really struck and when we changed it uh, a number of years ago was our staff themselves had branded themselves as the hudson's family they were saying on social media hey come join the hudson's family when they would leave they would make these great statements of thank you to the hudson's family and we just said guys this is what our company is this is how we treat people this is and so why are we trying to create this you know corporate mumbo jumbo when this is absolutely something that we believe in it's something we do it's giving back to the community it's the way we treat people all of that and so we've embraced it and um you know it was really kind for you to say that you experienced it and we ask everybody come come to a hudson's um either to work either to play um whatever it is and you know feel that hudson's family aspect so that one was there and and uh, clearly one of our leading uh of the three keep it simple at the time when we did it was aspirational um we didn't actually at the time live it but we really wanted to change the way we approached our business and keeping it simple really we're we're, we're not we're, we're not um you know trying to do anything we're not we're not going to space we're we're creating you know this great experience for people and i think at the simplicity there's there's a lot of truth there and a lot of great um opportunities to do things very clearly and so for us it we've been working on that and i think today we embrace that value more than we ever have um, but as i said when we started it was aspirational um, because we wanted to be that way and we felt unless it was a value that we looked at every day we wouldn't move in that direction and we certainly have the final one is giving everybody the opportunity to do the best and that's through our training processes um, that's through um, uh, mentorship um, that's through just even our equipment that we provide, um, the services that we provide, all of those things. If there's anything that we can do, um, we do it. And we do a survey two times a year that we give to all the staff. And one of the things that I always look at is, you know, do I have everything that I require to do my job? Um, and really important, if there's anything there and, and the things that we can just purchase and get for them. Those are the easy things. Um, the things that we need to focus on and make sure that we continue to do is our training. Um, and uh, we feel if we do that, then they can go out there and we give them the opportunity to succeed, which if they succeed, we succeed. And I, I love the simplicity of those values. I know one of them is about keeping things simple. Um, I remember working for a guy years and years ago who used to talk about simple is hard and it's easy and it can be uh, simple as an idea, but it's not simplistic to do it. And there's lots of processes and lots of things that get in the way. So to hear you say, you know, maybe we weren't living that up front and, and as much as we wanted to at the beginning, but it's something we've really embraced in recent times, certainly chimes with me with other companies, other operators, just trying to cut away the fat, so to speak, and just get down to basics and, and, and just keep it simple for people to understand, both the customer, uh, the guests, and, uh, and staff as well. So I think it's great that you, you highlight that so much as one of your values. One of the, the kind of real practical aspects is the four pillars, which underpin, I suppose, who you are and how you operate. Would you mind sharing those four pillars with the listeners today and just sort of talking through again, why did you choose these ones? Why are they so important? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, what we really cared about is, you know, first and foremost, our value of family and uh, our staff. We really want to make sure we treat our staff 
um, better than anybody uh, out there. And we know that if we treat our staff well, they're going to treat our customers well. And so ultimately, with our with with that in mind, we wanted to create this amazing guest experience because we feel that is center and core to a quintessential Canadian pub or a Canadian pub experience. It's about the staff. It's about the culture of the store when you walk into it. Um, and, and every touch point that you get throughout that. But the main difference is going to be the staff and the heartbeat. And so that's creating what we call the guest experience. And underpinning that guest experience, we have four pillars that we look at. And that is uh, welcoming, uh, sorry, welcoming pub, um, that we have a caring service, we have great food and drink, and we have fun promotions. So within the welcoming pub, when you look at that, we've got a number of different aspects. One of the ones that I feel is super important is what we call our 10-foot rule. And that is that any person that walks into a Hudson's or is walking around a Hudson's, if they walk within 10 feet of a one of our staff members, that they get a high or an acknowledgement. There's nothing um, worse than walking into a place and not getting a high, how you doing? And we explain it to our staff, similar to like your own home. If you had your home and someone walked in the front door, would you not greet them and say hello and ask them if they need anything, ask them to have a seat? Of course you would. And so for us, we have the exact same thing. So, you know, that's for us really important, that welcoming. We also, in terms of that happy at any hour and some of our transition, we really stress what we call the five points of the room. And they seem simple, but there's something that we train over and over and over again because the devil's in the details um and for us it's it's the lighting in the room um and how it changes throughout the day it's our temperature making sure that we always um in canada um and such as other parts of the world as well we have major temperature swings from minus 30 um to literally the next day we could be a plus two um facilitating making sure that we're really on our our systems and making sure that the room temperature is good um the other one for us is organization and organization is meaning that all the chairs are put back properly all the table toppers are facing the same way the the, the room is, is 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 perfect from a structure standpoint um the next obviously is cleanliness um cleanliness for us is paramount um means if you know there's garbage on the floor you don't want to just walk by it um we've done the old uh, test where you where you put a $5 bill underneath the piece of garbage. And if somebody picks it up, they get the $5 bill. Um, <laughs> really important for us there. And, uh, you know, the final one for us is our, is our sound um, and the music. And we, we put in um, very expensive um, sound systems into our places, um, much more than the average restaurant would have or pub. And the reason for that is we want to have this clean sound throughout the room um, that allows you during lunch to have a great conversation um, and happy hour to still have a great conversation, but certainly be feeling the music. Um, and then moving into our late night party where, you know, we've got great on the dance floor, it's pumping and it's great. But if you're on the other side of the bar, you can still have a chat with one of your friends or connect with somebody new. It's so that's in the uh, yeah. It's great. Hey, yeah. that focus on sound. I just, I just don't hear that literally in the UK. People talking about different zones and being conscious of you know you want to have had a great conversation with someone, but when you're on the dance floor, you just want to be taken away by the rhythm and the beat. Yeah, and it's and to me, I always say to the to the team that 
people shouldn't consciously recognize what's going on. They just love it. And, they, and, and when quizzing them, they could put their finger on it. But I always find that people never notice that a room is warm or cold unless they're too hot or cold. If they're fine, it just becomes part of the satisfaction of the experience. Yeah. If the music's too quiet and they're not there, they, they have the same thing. So um, for us, we want to have that guest have this fluid experience um, and the room dynamics certainly are key to that. So our next one for us is caring service. And you know one of our big slogans that we do is make happy happen. So we empower our staff to do what it takes. And um, you know we share stories from the weekly um, staff to the manager meetings. Um, so all of our stores have manager meetings on the Tuesday and they'll share different experiences that our staff have done of how they made happy happen. Um, from, you know, the running across the street to grab something for a customer that we currently don't have mm. to, you know, separate, uh, to, you know, decorating for people um, without having them ask for it, for having a regular's drink there, or for even surprising people, um, you know, in, in the surprise and delight piece for us where, you know, we're doing a new menu testing and we have some regulars and we just give them some free product and ask them to give us our, give, the, give us their opinion on what it is we're doing. Um, so for us, you know, that's super important. And, and the foundation of that caring service goes in for us hiring Canadian A. So, you know, everyone knows us Canadians, we love our A. And A for us is, uh, you know, EH. So we want to hire energy and hospitality. So our biggest thing is that we don't need people that have experience. We need them to come in with the right attitude. And once again, the Canadian experience is expressed through an attitude and a feeling. And you can only get that through the staff. Um, and that is hiring for, you know, the Canadian yeah. um, and super, super important for us. Again, I yeah, that's something that I hear a lot. People talk about hiring for you know the character and recruiting, you know, the training for competence piece. But you guys really absolutely live that, and it is the classic. You are literally hiring the smile, and you're training the brain. And it's clear that in your recruitment process, you put so much emphasis on that energy and hospitality. Yeah, and one other thing, just for the some of the people out there, is I mean, there's a lot of uh, movement in 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 the uh, business community to move to profiling and stuff, and we do actually profile every one of our uh, prospective uh, staff members. And there's a number of different tools out there that you can use that do check different characteristics. And what we really have zoned in on is this the whole sociability piece of the staff. Um, within the, so obviously you get a, a, a sense of that during the interview process. We always have a two interview process. Um, but then also, we also have this tool that we use and we've tuned, uh, we've, we've zoned in on a tool that specifically looks at that sociability um, of that person because we know in our business, if you're not naturally sociable and it's not something that you're inclined to be, that um, you may be a great person one-on-one, -on -one, but when you've got a big group of table or you've got something, it's just not necessarily your forte. Mm. doesn't mean you're a bad person, just maybe not the right industry for you. And you do that, uh, that psychometric on every single person you hire, team member, 10 hours a week, full-time, full everybody, yeah? Everybody. Wow. That's going to get a great indictment of your uh, focus and investment in recruiting the right people and getting the right people is so important up front, isn't it? So well done. That's really great. Yeah. And then our good food and drink. Um, 
you know, for us, uh, it, it's really important on the pro on product knowledge. Um, we've created an online training program called Hudson's U, um, and uh, every staff member goes through that. Um, you know, certainly same thing. And then uh, one of the things that we're, uh, we're we're rolling out right now is we have a what's called a kitchen display system um, in our in our in all of our units, uh, and it allows us to execute the food program better. Um, but one of the other things it does is it's actually got a whole tool on the back that um, has training and you can do videos and different other aspects on it. And so we're utilizing this tool for any of our feature menus or for new product launches Fantastic. that they can come in the morning before and actually use this tool. Um, and really important to create consistency, especially for us, we're you know, across five cities, a couple of provinces. Um, and when you're geographically diverse, um, rolling out things can, and can present some challenges. Um, so for us, that's that's super important. And, you know, we always talk about our proud plate and our proud pint. Um, and those things have simple metrics behind them. You know, proud plate is hot food, hot, cold food, cold. Seems simple, but it's amazing how many times um, you have places where they put the salad with the, with the hot part yep. up in the window. Um, as opposed to keeping it separate and bringing it forward. So, um, and then even just a pint, pint people, ah, you can just pour a pint, you pour it in there. But, you know, for us, it's, it's about rinsing the glass, about the glass being cool, about the, you know, the proper size head, all of those things to make mm -hmm. sure. And even just goes back to how we store our, our, our kegs. So um, for us, we really, really uh, focus on that great food and drink. And then the last one is our fun promotions. Um, and on our fun promotions, it is uh, in our industry. There's lots of these little one-off things, and we still do them. We, we once again, we always say all of our stories are like Canadians. Um, they're they're the same, but a little bit different. <laughs> and so we respect that. Uh, you know, we we've got a theme that's there, but we recognize that you know one of our units in in one city may be a little bit different than another unit in a, in a different city because those cities themselves have a bit of a different culture. Um, and so we want to have. A, a feel for that and that local um, uh, touch and so we'll always have some of those smaller promotions but as a company we really want to try and focus on our fewer bigger better um, and you know for us it's, it's a tough thing to do because we've had to say no to other promotions and, and and we and once again it ties back to this concept of keeping it simple and there's so much so many opportunities for different promos and different pieces that for us um, that staying focused on the fewer, uh, bigger, and doing them better is really important. And we, we quite often say in our uh, executive meetings and with our teams at store level, when we're through the ideation process on the fund promotion side, um, or anything actually, is it is better to have an okay idea executed flawlessly than have a great idea executed badly. Absolutely. It's all about the execution. I think um, one of the points that really makes resonates for me is just understanding it's better to do fewer fewer of the of them to have more focused on one or two promotions and have too many things running that you expect your staff to understand to better talk to your guests about etc. You're just making it more complicated for them, and I think you've really done a great job of stripping that noise away and having one or two focuses at a time. Well, I'll give you. Uh... A live example that just happened um, right over right now in our industry. It's, it's one of the busiest times, even very busy for restaurants, but even for us, we do lots of Christmas parties, um, lots of different things going on. Um, you know, we've got our big uh, gift card push that we have. Um, and so 
lots of things going on and we've got uh you know similar to the the uk um and and around the world there's this food delivering services that are coming up and that are, are a little bit of a disruptor in our industry i think there's some good things to them but i also think there's some bad things to it um for us as a business and um we've we've rolled it out at, at three of our stores as a test process and it's proven to be quite a revenue generator mm-hmm. um and so we put it to the our, our general managers at and lots of these are owner operators at our other stores and said hey guys we were planning on rolling this out in the new year but there's some questions around should we be rolling this out um six weeks earlier and the revenue between all of those stores is in the six figures so mm-hmm. it's it's a so huge definitely. amount of revenue um, for for them to take on, and the answer came back unanimously from them: No, we will sacrifice the revenue because we don't feel that we can execute it with all the other things that we have going on right now. We want to focus on what we're focusing on now: deliver awesome services to our Christmas parties, deliver our GCs, have a great uh, Boxing Day and New Year's, and then in the new year we will roll that out and do it flawlessly. So I was really proud of the team, um, and that was their decision coming up, not us pushing down. And um, we were okay walking away from those sales in order to execute better. And I think long term, it will be better for the business. I think that's a great uh, example of just listening to people and the fact that they know you've listened, the fact that they know you've allowed them to effectively make this decision um, just gives you both more credibility. It's credibility that they genuinely want to deliver that with excellence when you do launch it in the new year, but credibility for you guys that, okay, okay, maybe we are sacrificing some revenue, but when we do it, we are going to do it so well that uh, we'll all be proud of the results. So uh, great, absolutely fantastic. Uh, it must be really tough when there are so many great ideas and so many great promotions that you could be pursuing uh, to say no. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it always is very difficult. Um, you know, it, it's it's uh, one of the reasons we said that at the beginning of the uh, podcast here that our core value of keep it simple mm-hmm. um, was aspirational. It, it certainly was something that we didn't do, um, but we put it out there. And I mean, we, we in our boardroom, we have it. And just lapping back and asking the team over and over, okay, guys, is this keeping it simple? Are we living that core value? And uh, probably one of the coolest things was up until this last rendition um, that we've now had for um, the last three, four years of our values, we'd never had an aspirational value. We always felt like we had to have values that were, we're living them today. Um, but this whole, by having it aspirational, it has become a focus and every day we move towards living that value um, to where one day I hope that we're flawless at it. And uh, I think it's always a journey. Um, it doesn't, you know, I, I don't know if there's ever, I don't know if you ever quite get there, um, but if you always have the goal in mind, um, you know, you'll, you'll definitely be moving in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking in a couple of weeks. I'm really excited to a guy called Lee Cockrell, who is Vice President of Operations at Walt Disney World in Florida. I also opened up um, Disneyland Paris. And one of the things picking up, talking to him was, you know, again, even Disney, they're not there yet. There's always the end goal in mind is that flawless experience for, for, their, for their guests and operational excellence. But it doesn't mean just because we do a great job today that we can't continuously improve and we can't find new ways to do things better. So uh, I think you're right. It is a journey. 
Um, but I think, and I, I'd be pretty amazed if people listening to this wouldn't agree, that you've got some real strong foundations that you've put in place. Uh, for me, you've been describing the, the, the elements, the foundations of, of a great culture. And one of the challenges that we're certainly seeing in this side of, of the pond, as they say, is labor cost mm. has become a challenge. And I know it has been for you too. We have something called the National Living Wage, a minimum wage, which has uh, gone up significantly in the last few years and will continue to do so. Um, I know the, not to go too much into sort of macroeconomic uh, conditions, but I know you've had a challenging time in, in Canada as well with both an economy that hasn't motored forward, but also rising costs in terms of labor. So with that in mind, and it's always, it can be difficult to be paying the highest wages that you might like to pay, what else do you do to create that, that awesome experience, treating people like family that keeps your staff working for you, that, that really keeps those people engaged and wanting to deliver great service? Well, I think, um, you know, there's a couple of things. One is just the, the philosophy around employees leave managers, they don't leave companies. Um, so it's about investing in our leadership teams um, and, the, and the people that are directly working with the frontline staff. Um, if we've got great training, we've got great culture with them, that just spills down into those other staff. Um, and so that's really important. Um, and then, you know, for us, we, we have what we call our, our all Canadian. Um, we do it at every one of our stores every month. Um, you know, they select the all Canadian person um, and we do different rewards throughout the, uh, the year for them. Um, and you don't have to have a big, big pocket to do it, um, but it's recognizing them. We, we do do a, a huge Christmas party, um, pretty known for it. It's one of our big culture builders um, where we have it in every city um, and where we have multiple units in the city, they all come together and uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a, just a great time. Um, but we always recognize those all Canadians in that party and do something extra for them. Um, and so certainly there's a lot of a pride in uh, achieving that um, and then on top of that too is just that that everyday recognition and so um, you know for us we've got daily sales competitions we have daily goal competitions um, because we want to include our back house so there are times where it's you know they, they obviously can't do sales but you can have a goal of hey we want to have all of our prep list today done by 11 o'clock yeah. Um, we want to have all our bill times done by this time. And so all of those are tracked every day. We've got a board that every day, every shift goes on there. And then every day there's a follow-up with those people and that positive recognition. And our goal is to try and catch somebody doing something right, not doing something wrong. And so it's a lot of those internal philosophies and, um, you know, some may call them slogans, whatever it is, that we train and then becomes culture and people live and and that is what creates it it's not just you know here's a hundred dollars here's a gift card here's this those when coupled with all the other things can be very powerful but by themselves they're not enough to drive culture hmm. and i seem to remember i'm gonna put you on the spot now but i seem to remember one of the team members telling me that on the anniversary each year of them joining um, they get given a thanks, whether it's a gift card or uh, some money, I'm not sure. And even on the birthday as well, there's, there's a recognition for your birthday. Do you, are those things still happening? Oh, yeah, for sure. And then one of the other things, too, is that um, we started as a leadership group um, where we and 
mean, we, we literally, we've, we've got a lot of staff. And so um, we have for pretty much, I want to say it has been since the beginning, um, since day one, we have written, handwritten um, the leadership group Christmas cards for every salaried manager in the company. Um, and we've continued that to today where we handwrite and every year it's its own message and there and these cards have become quite legendary and two years ago we just said to ourselves why are we not doing this at our store levels as well and so now every christmas every single staff member at hudson's gets a handwritten card Great. with a custom message to each person um at christmas that's so lovely. I did something like that years ago when I was uh, having to deal with a restructure and coming out the side of that, the other side of the restructure, I wrote a handwritten um, thank you card, if you like, for the way in which I think the team had professionally managed a difficult situation and the impact that it had that I'd taken the time, not just to send off an email, uh, but to write it out was, was amazing. So again, I can imagine, again, you doing this every year, all of the staff getting a you know, personalized message. I just think it really just shows again, you, that you care, that you're genuinely interested. It's not just tap of a button and you send out an automated message or, or email, whatever it may be. So fantastic. Chris, I'm conscious of your time and, and you've, you've been really, really generous in sharing the ideas that you are living and breathing that I think is having the impact on the service and therefore the experience as that your guest has. As you rightly say, um, I've always believed that your customers will never get an experience that exceeds what the, the staff themselves are experiencing in terms of how they're treated. So the fact that you're looking after people so well really encourages them to look after your customers so well. What for you are seeing, what are some of the big challenges as you enter 2018? What are your wildly important goals? Well, I think our entire industry is uh, is facing some major challenges uh, across North America. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, across the pond with you guys um, this living wage. Well, that that whole concept is is alive and well. Um, our the province that I'm calling from right now um, is where a lot of our units are, and that we're going to be the first um, province and or state that will reach across the board, every um, single unit would have to be at a $15 minimum wage, um, which for us would be um, a, and within three years, we saw a 62% increase in our wage cost in three wow. years. It's just unprecedented. Um, and our industry is completely in upheaval. And we've now had um, another two major provinces uh, announce and they're gonna move in that direction. And so, Within within the next two years, we will have 50% um, of our provinces or population or country that will be at the $15. Um, so this is a major, major change. Um, consumer habits are changing. Um, I mentioned that the, this whole delivery pr process is a good and a bad thing. It's good because it's providing some revenue, but it's bad because people are choosing to not leave their homes as much as they used to and for us that are a bricks and mortar type business mm. where people come and, and most hospitality is and we talk about all that Canadian experience and that hospitality and we're strategizing now about how do we deliver that when we no longer have a touch point of our own staff and it's a third-party delivery company delivering our product how do you have that Canadian A 
Um, how do you have that experience? And so this is a major shift in North America in terms of people and, and um, this meal this meal delivery process. Um, and then just in general, the amount of different options there are for entertainment and the dollar and the millennials and how they uh, like to spend. They're happy to spend $1,000 on an iPhone, um, but they're not as apt to go out as much as the you know 10 years ago, 20 years ago generations did on their local. And so there's lots of changes that are occurring and you see it in North America. If you look at the stock market on a lot of the lead industry places, um, they're, they're, they're reducing. And you know within the last 36 months, there's been a 30 month decline um, on, on the major brands and the overall sort of, uh, not sort of, but overall um, stock market and um, revenues from hospitality venues in North America. So those are the goals. That so those are the major challenges that we have, um, you know, for some of the solutions that we're looking at in terms of overcoming those um, is we're actually in a philosophy where less is more. Once again, keeping that simple. So really focusing on our in-store guest experience and then also pivoting a little bit because there is so much competition and what was true 10 years ago isn't true to today. And so unless you are very clear on what your offering is, unless you're very clear and the consumer is clear of what it is that you provide that's different than everybody else, um, you won't exist in this industry in North America within the next five years. You need to be very much differentiated, um, being it through your staff, be it through your culture. But if it doesn't translate into the guest experience, um, then you won't be around. And so all of the stuff that we talk about and are doing are putting in place about being very strong in terms of our balance sheet, in terms of um, you know having the resources to be able to continue to put money and invest into the staff, into the training, into what our brand looks like. Chris, it's, it's fascinating to hear that you, your view on the challenges. I mean, as I mentioned, the living wage, I mean, I just did a quick calculation. Your $15 Canadian dollars equates to about £8.81 in the UK. Uh, currently, the minimum wage in the UK is at £7.83, I think it is. So it's uh, it's about a pound different. So it's significant in terms of that 62% uh, increase you've talked about over the three years. We've certainly seen an increase, but not to that, that degree. Um, we recently had Professor Chris Muller from uh, Boston University in the UK, and he was telling us that one of his seminars uh, back at Boston, he asked a question of the audience, what, in the last 30 days, how many times have you been out to eat at a local restaurant? And he said maybe about 35% said they'd been out more than once in the last 30 days. When he asked the next question was, how many of you have had Uber Eats or Deliveroo come to you? Uh, he said probably 75, 80% had. He did the same thing with the UK audience and got almost identical kind of samplings and numbers. So the use of these delivery companies to get food to people is becoming highly prevalent in the UK and obviously is in North America too. So I can understand why that's a challenge for you. And as you say, you've got to differentiate yourself between uh, your competitors and you're going to do that. Really, people are the only true competitive advantage these days, isn't it? Um, and you've got some great people there to do that. Um, Absolutely. You've, I think you've made my summary of this, my takeaways, rather difficult because I'm going to, almost going to repeat everything you've said. So that's going to be a challenge for me. But there's one question I always uh, leave people with 
Uh, it's the time travel question. And so if uh, Christopher could go back in time and see and meet the young Christopher, what piece of advice would you give to the young Chris? I would say no matter what is happening, both good and bad, make sure that you always stay focused on your core of what got you to where you are, um, who you are, and that no matter how successful or not successful, that staying focused on an end goal or, or what it is that you're about um, will make a significant difference in your ultimate outcomes. Love it. Stay true to who you are and stay focused. Really love that. Good. Chris, thank you so much for your time today. Um, we always put your LinkedIn profile details in the show notes and your email address. So hopefully if that's okay, we'll do that. And I um, hope and would be surprised if you don't get some of our listeners dropping you a note. Um, you've given people some great ideas, I'm sure. Uh, the focus you have on your people is absolutely honest and genuine and there for people to see and as i say i've physically been there and experienced it so everything you've talked about today is alive and well and actually happening in your in your restaurants in your pubs so thank you for your time today and uh, we wish you well thanks lee so thanks again to chris for his time today and for being so generous in sharing with us just how hudson seeks to deliver that ultimate guest experience and creating, I think, an amazing place to work. You'll find Chris's contact details in the show notes as usual, should you want to contact him or connect him via LinkedIn. As I said a moment ago, I think there are so many little nuggets and takeaways from today's episode. Um, I'd highlight perhaps a couple that really stood out for me. That emphasis on that superb guest experience, I think captured brilliantly by the rallying cry of make happy happen, is so simple and clear. The four pillars that support the delivery of this are also very straightforward and I love that operational focus that the, the five points of the room as he described it bring as well as that emphasis on hiring I think Canadian A, uh, energy and hospitality and obviously making the right choice, make, taking the right person on at the start. In previous podcasts of course I remember Jane Sunley from the consultancy Purple Cubed talking about companies that just don't really get what engagement really means, employee engagement. Well, I think she'd agree with me that I think Hudson's really do. And I think one example was listening to the team, really engaging with them to understand their perspective so that when they said that they shouldn't roll out a new delivery service yet because they wouldn't be able to deliver it with the excellence that they needed to, they listened. Um, I really think Chris and the team get this idea of execution uh, being really what matters and I recall him saying again one thing that stood out for me it's better to have an okay idea delivered flawlessly than a brilliant one which is delivered kind of with mediocrity. Finally that focus on employee recognition from handwritten Christmas cards to gift cards and employee birthdays and career anniversaries. I'd say all in all I predict that Hudson's have the core ingredients to continue to flourish and to be a destination brand for guests and employees. Oh, and if you do get the opportunity to be in Canada and get to visit Hudson's, do try the salt and pepper chicken wings. They are divine. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Multisite Masters. As ever, please do share the series with your colleagues and friends in any other multi-site organisations that you know. And if you get a chance, please do leave a review and a rating on iTunes or SoundCloud as it helps other people 
get to see and get the podcast noticed by them. And as we always say, we're all for sharing the love. Until the next episode of Onsite Masters, take care, everyone.